good morning. Happy Father's Day, dads. Happy Father's Day to my dad, who might be watching. He watches sometimes on Sunday morning. Your card didn't make it in the mail in time, so just want to tell you that now. Uh, I tried to get special delivery on that card, actually, Dad. I tried to have a, a young lady that goes to JMU, but she's coming too late. He goes to bed at 8 o'clock, so... <laughs> Anyway, we're glad you're here today. You know, Gay and I watched, uh, I watched as the um, dads and their daughters came into the dance the other night. Man, I, I looked in the eyes of those children and I saw, uh, I just saw something so awesome in the eyes of the daughters. And it made me realize just how important dads are in the lives of their kids. And uh, as I was uh, thinking and praying about uh, this message this morning, I found a copy of the men's thesaurus. Now, they said they wrote it uh, because some men don't always say what they mean, so there needs to be some interpretation. And so, uh, here it goes. When a man says it would take too long to explain, he really means, I have no idea how it works. <laughs> when, a man takes a, uh, when a man says, take a break, honey, you're working too hard, he really means, I can't hear the game over the vacuum cleaner. When a man says it's a guy thing, what he means is there's no rational thought pattern connected with this. And you will have no chance at all of making anything logical out of it. When a man says, can I help with dinner, what he really means is, why isn't dinner ready yet? <clears throat> when a man says, uh-huh, 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 sure, yes, dear, he means absolutely nothing. It's a conditioned response. When a man says, you know how bad my memory is, here's what he means. He means I can remember the theme song to Hogan's Heroes, the phone number of the first girl I ever kissed, and the vehicle identification number of every vehicle I've ever owned, but yes, honey, I forgot your birthday. <laughs> what a man means uh, uh, when he says, oh, don't uh, fuss, I, I just cut myself and it's no big deal. What he means is I probably uh, severed, a, uh, severed a limb, but I will bleed to death before I admit I'm hurt. So get over here and help me. When a man says I can't find it, here's what he really means. It didn't fall into my outstretched hands, so I'm completely clueless. <laughs> when a man says I heard you, here's what he means. He doesn't have the foggiest clue what you just said and he's hoping desperately that he can fake it well enough so you won't spend the next three days mad at him. <laughs> when a man says you look terrific, what he really means is, oh, please, don't try on one more outfit. I'm starving to death and it's getting late. When a man says I'm not, lo I'm not lost, I'm not, I know exactly where I'm at, what he really means, no one will ever see us alive again. <laughs> and finally, when a man says, that's not what I meant. He means he's, if something I said can be interpreted two ways and one of the ways makes you sad or angry, I meant the other one. <laughs> so how many of you have ever said something that made you feel stupid? Anybody like that? Yeah, we all have. So watch this. Hey, uh, can I get a large Coke and a popcorn, please? Sure, no problem. Have you seen this movie yet? Yeah, it's got an awesome chasing. All right. I love action movies. I always wanted to be an action star. Because those guys are so cool. They're always 
saying the right things, and I'm always saying stupid things. Like the other day, I was getting out of a cab at the airport, and the driver goes, hey, have a nice flight. I'm like, you too. You too, you have a nice flight too, in case you ever fly someday. Don't anybody look at me, I'm a moron. I don't know when to say the U2 phrase. I can't function. Somebody throw a tarp over me. Coconut popcorn. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, enjoy the movie. You too. Ah. If you see the movie later, then you too, but not until then. Right. Yeah, we've all said uh, stupid things that and done stupid things that make us feel stupid. Listen to some of the things a uh, few well-known men have said that uh, I'm sure when they thought about it or read it in the press, uh, they felt stupid. Like this one. Outside of killings, Washington has one of the lowest crime rates in the country. <laughs> Former Mayor Marion Barry. <laughs> or this one. That low-down scandal deserves to be kicked to death by a jackass, and I'm just the one to do it. <laughs> That's a congressman from Texas. How about this one? It isn't pollution that's harming the environment, it's the impurities in our air and water that's doing it. Al Gore. Dan Quayle, y'all remember Dan Quayle? Yeah, I love California. I practically grew up in Phoenix. <laughs> and then Lee Iacocca said this, we got to pause and ask ourselves, how much clean air do we really need? And then this one, the word genius isn't apical in football. A genius is a guy, uh, a guy like Norman Einstein, Joe Theismann, NFL <laughs> former quarterback. This is a good one. Your food stamps will be stopped effectively March 1992 because we received notice that you passed away. May God bless you. You may reapply if there's a change in your circumstances. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's going to happen. Now, finally, if somebody has a bad heart, they can plug this jack in at night as they go to bed, and it will monitor their heart throughout the night. And the next morning, when they wake up dead, there will be a record. <laughs> Mark Fowler, former FCC chairman. So when I read that, it makes me feel just a little bit smarter. Today, we're continuing our series, Stay Calm, and since it's Father's Day, I want to talk about what Primal Man, uh, Primal Man uh, magazine uh, says. Uh, it's a real man magazine. It says the number one common fear among men is feeling stupid. Is feeling stupid. Well, feeling stupid uh, is um, is a uh, kind of runs in my family, <laughs> in my, especially with me. Uh, not, in, not you, Dad. You're the smartest man I know. But anyway, feeling stupid cripples our potential for spiritual and relational growth. It's the most damaging fear in terms of how it negatively affects a man's potential to be a father, to be a leader in his home, his church, his workplace, and his, and his community. It's damaging when we have that fear of uh, our feeling that, uh, when, that we say something and it's stupid. When we feel stupid, it means it's no big deal uh, uh, it seems like it's no big deal, and therefore it feels normal. I mean, for some of us, feeling stupid is just like a normal feeling we have, and so we don't do anything to kind of deal with that feeling 
of feeling stupid, and we don't realize how much that feeling drives us as men and, and uh, a couple women. But uh, we're so used to feeling stupid that, uh, that I don't think we are aware of the power that feeling stupid has over our lives and the damage that it can cause in our spiritual and relational lives. You see, the, the fear of feeling stupid is irrational because that fear serves no rational uh, purpose in our lives, uh, no, no useful purpose in our lives. Now, if, if I have this fear of feeling that I'm going to be hurt or harmed, it serves a purpose because I'll do what I can do to protect myself, but feeling stupid has no useful purpose in my life. Feeling stupid will limit our potential and keep us from experiencing all that God has for us. It will keep us from trying to better ourselves and our relationships because we're fearful of feeling stupid. It will keep us from standing up for ourselves and speaking out. Feeling stupid will also make us needy. It'll make us wanting validation from other people. It causes shame and it creates a feeling of being incompetent, insignificant, unloved, and it created, creates in us a feeling of unworthiness. And so it makes us feel like we just don't matter. That we just don't matter. You know, a stupid man in our culture, you know, that's how television today uh, portrays men, just praise, uh, uh, portrays men as a stupid man. And, and in our culture, uh, he's portrayed as a weak man. And we're ridiculed and laughed at by others. You say, well, how do you know all that? Because I felt stupid all of my life. I mean, I've struggled with that all of my life. It started in elementary school when kids on the playground made fun of me for various reasons. And, and, and I, would, I just felt so stupid. I just wanted to hide. And it continued in the middle school. I'll never forget middle school. Most, oh, that was the worst time of my life. And then into high school. And it's continued for most of my life. And maybe if none of you feel stupid, maybe I'm just doing this message for me. Um, but it has affected my relationship my relationships with the most, most uh, important people in my life, my wife and my daughter. You know, it, it's caused me to be defensive and, and live in denial, and it's paralyzed me from expressing myself clearly. I mean, you know, Matt, if you'd come to me and, and you'd say something to me that would be constructive, I'd, all of a sudden I would deny it. I'd be defensive. I'd take up for myself, and I never would admit it. I just wouldn't look at myself because... I didn't want to feel stupid or I didn't want to be this in my life. And it's, and it's paralyzed me from expressing myself clearly and it's caused me to be silent in my relationships for most of my life because I feel stupid. So the question is, I want to try to answer today is how do I stay calm when I feel stupid? And the first thing we need to do is admit. Admit and identify the things that make you feel stupid. Now, you know, the first thing we need to do uh, to stay calm is admit, you know, uh, that, you know, that makes me feel stupid. I, and there are times in my life that I just feel dumb. I feel stupid. And, and the first step in staying calm is just admitting in that situation, I felt stupid. And, and as Gay said last week, admitting our fear will disable its power over us. When we admit it, whatever that fear is, it disables any power that it has. And, I, you know, I, I've lived all my life not really realizing how much power my fears have had over my life and had over those I love. And, and it will affect those that we love, and it will, but when we admit it, 
It disables its power, and then we need to identify what makes us feel stupid. Maybe it's the things you say or the way you say it or how you say it. Maybe it's your inability to think on your feet. Maybe it's uh, at school or work or it's past mistakes that have made you feel uh, made, uh, made you feel stupid or the lies that you believe since you were a child. You know, many of us have believed these lies about ourselves uh, since we were a child. Here's what I know. For me, it's several things that make me feel stupid. I feel stupid sometimes when it comes to uh, my education or when I feel like I have to speak up uh, or, or speak. You know, I'll go someplace and they'll say, hey, you're a pastor, why don't you come and speak for us this morning? I'm going, shoot me in the head. <laughs> I'm not prepared to do that because I don't think well on my feet. Or I, I feel stupid sometimes uh, uh, when I'm trying to say something that's on my heart and, and it doesn't seem to be making sense or I get all emotional when I'm trying to say it. And when I get all emotional, it kind of makes me feel stupid. We were at a board meeting the other night and, uh, and I was trying to express to the board uh, just how I felt about this certain uh, situation. We have a covenant on the board uh, for board members, and I was talking about that, and, and I was expressing to them how I felt about them, trying to share my feelings with them, and, and I, I was getting all tongue twisted, and kind of just like, and, I, and finally I just looked over again and said, man, I, I must be feeling insecure or something, and basically I just stopped talking. You know, and then uh, it bothered me all night. Uh, number one, we had the longest board meeting in the history of the world, Man, the board members love to talk. Anyway, <laughs> and I love meetings. So I don't know about you guys. I just love them. Let's just meet after church. But anyway, um, that would be a great Father's Day gift to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get back on track. Anyway, it bothered me all night. And I'm the one off track. It bothered me all night. And, and um, as I woke up that morning, it was really on my mind. And, and uh so I was thinking about it, and I went into Gay's office sometime about midday, and I, I just sat down, and I said, you know what? I figured out. I figured out what uh, was bothering me last night, what happened to me. It's one of those times in my life where I just felt stupid. And, and, um, and, I, and I said uh, that it just, uh, I didn't know what else to say. And I realized as soon as I said, I feel stupid because I was trying to express how I felt emotionally. And I'm going to tell you, I've, I was free. It, it, there was something about saying that because I would deny that. If, if Mike would come to me and say, buddy, uh, you, you were feeling stupid. I would deny that. I'd say, no, I wouldn't feel stupid. I don't know. You know, or I don't, and I'd deny that or I'd get defensive. And, and it was something when I did that, when I admitted it, when I identified it, it was like something released in my life. There was a power that that has had over me in my life. But, uh, but, you know, here's the truth about that. Everybody says stupid things. And everybody feels stupid at times. And we all make stupid mistakes. But that doesn't make us stupid. You know, no one is stupid. That's a terrible word. And every time I say it up here, it's like, ugh, I hate that. And you are not stupid. I'm not stupid, even though we may feel stupid. So stay calm. And know that even when you feel it, it doesn't mean that you are. Next, stop believing the enemy, the lies of the enemy. Now, Satan knows just how to attack us. And with men, he knows our weakness. According to this magazine, which is overwhelming, uh, fear for men was feeling stupid. Uh, uh, 
is to our weakness to feel that way. I mean, I, I was uh, with a couple guys yesterday or Friday, and, and we were talking about this, and I said, uh, do you guys uh, struggle with that? And they said, yes. I mean, they emphatically, yes, they struggle with that. And, and there's a reason that Jesus calls Satan the father of lies. Jesus said he has always hated, meaning Satan, has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. So he cannot tell us the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it's consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. You see, Satan is a liar, and he would have you and I believe that we are stupid and unworthy of a relationship with him, a relationship with anyone else. And, and I'm saying to us this morning, don't believe the lie of Satan. You see, he loves to whisper in our ear. He loves to accuse us, and he loves to whisper in our ear just how dumb we are or whatever else. But here's what I have discovered about the enemy uh, because he's tortured me most of my life and many of you as well. But just because he's whispering lies doesn't mean that I have to agree with him. I don't have to agree with what he's saying. He will attack whenever you're most vulnerable to prevent you from having healthy relationships with God and with the people you love. So don't give him that pleasure. He takes pleasure in distorting who we really are. And so let's not give him that pleasure. We can claim the blood of Jesus Christ over his lies. We can say and do as the Bible says, stand firm to re and resist him. And after we've done all that we can to stand firm, you know what we do? We stand firm. And once we've done all that we can to stand firm, we stand firm. And we don't do that just once because he don't come at us once. He continues to come at us. And I believe we will stand firm and claim the blood of Christ over our lives and over our loved ones. He will. He will flee us over time. He'll find something else. But don't take pleasure in it. Don't give him pleasure. Don't let him have his way. The next time Satan whispers in your ear, remind him of his future. Do you know what his future is? Eternity in hell. Eternity in hell. Which brings me to the final point. See yourself as God sees you. How does God see me? First, God sees you and me as a child of God. The Bible says, but to all who received him, those who believe in his name, he has given the right to become children of God. Jesus said that. Next, as a friend. He sees me as a friend, a friend of Jesus. I no longer call you slaves because the slave does not understand what his master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have revealed to you everything I heard from my father. That's again Jesus. He calls me a saint. Now think of that. He calls me a saint. He calls you a saint to the church of God, the Bible says in Corinthians, uh, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified, to those who are filled with the Spirit in Christ Jesus, I am called to be saints with all those in every place who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Next, in Christ, I am a man of wisdom. So if I am a man of wisdom, how can I be stupid? If I'm a man of wisdom, the Bible says he is the reason you have a relationship with Christ Jesus who became us for us wisdom from God and he lives in us and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. I am a new creation in Christ. 
The Bible says, so then anyone who is in Christ, he is a new creation. What is old has passed away. Look what, look what is new has come. I am a free man. When we admit, when we confess, and we ask Christ into our lives and ask him to forgive us of our sins and invite him into our lives to be our savior, we are a free man in Christ. We are the ones that stay in bondage. But in Christ, I am a free man. The Bible says for freedom, Christ has set us free. I am a redeemed and forgiven man. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Now get this one. I am a holy man, a holy man. Put on the new man who has been created in God's image in, his right, in righteousness and holiness that comes from truth. We're also a holy priest, I mean a royal priest. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. How can we be dumb? Are stupid. I am a citizen of heaven, but our citizenship is in heaven. So men and women, for that, and women for that matter, that is who God says we are. If we are in Christ, if we have a relationship with him, this is who we are in Christ. Now, that's amazing. Now, is that amazing to anyone else here today? Man, that is amazing to me that we are all that in Christ. If, if this is how God sees me, then how in the world can I be a stupid man? If this is how God sees me, as he views me, when he looks at me, he doesn't see me the way I see me. He sees me through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he sees me as a holy man, as a child of God, as a saint. There is no doubt we are deeply flawed people. We are deeply flawed men and women. But we are miraculously by the grace of God, we are loved, we are forgiven, and we are saved. So the next time you feel stupid, stay calm. Admit you feel stupid. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Tell him to go to hell and remember who God says you are. And you can tell him that because that's what the Bible says. So I'm not using that as a curse word. So don't hold that against me. I'm not checking my email this week. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I'm halfway kid. Um, and remember who God says you are. Admit it, identify it, what makes you feel that way. Don't believe the lies of Satan and remember who God says you are. Then stand still and know that the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. That's our key verse for the series. The series, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. How many of you heard Gay's message last week? Ooh, credible message. I mean, the end of that message and relating that story to our lives today and talking about the Lord will fight for us if we'll stand still, just quit praying and get up and believe that God is going to fight for us. He loves us that much. And she taught this little thing that was really significant to me, and it was a little form that she had in the notes that said, God plus you, God plus you is greater than our feelings of being stupid. God, God in our life, the relationship with him plus ourselves is greater than our feeling of being stupid. Man, if you're feeling stupid or inadequate in who you are, listen to me here. If you don't hear anything else, hear me on this. You have nothing to prove. 
You have nothing to prove to no one. And I believe as a man, many of us, and maybe I'm the only sick one here, but many of us spend most of our lives trying to prove that we're a man. We try to spend our whole life, I'm going to prove that I can take care of my family. I'm going to prove this. I'm going to prove to that person. And we have nothing to prove to no one. We are approved by God. His stamp is on us when we are in Christ. And we don't have to prove anything to anybody because we are a child of God. We are a friend of Jesus. We are a holy man. We are a saint. And on and on and on. We don't have anything to prove. God has not asked you to be enough of anything. He's not asked you to be enough of anything. He has not required us to have a certain IQ or to never say or do anything stupid again or be uh, succeed in everything we try. Man, we don't have anything to prove. He has asked us to simply love him, follow him, and to share real hope with anyone everywhere. Now, these are the things that really matter. And you know what? Our enemy will do all that he can to distract us as men from the supreme importance of being a dad and a husband to our family. I can tell you right now, those kids that walked in, those daughters that walked into that, uh, that um, father-daughter dance the other night, they could care less about how much money their dad makes, where he works, what kind of education he had. They could care less about that. All they cared about is my dad loved me enough to dress up and bring me to a father-daughter dance. That's the most important thing that you and I as dads can do is to love our wives as God loved the church and God laid down his life for a church and to love our children and to be a godly example to them to teach them to love him, follow him, and to share his love with everybody they come in contact with. And that is the supreme importance of our lives, and we don't have to prove anything. Somebody I'll be liking that. I'm a friend of Jesus, a child of God. You know, I, uh, for too many years I believed that I was stupid. But God, with God's help, and, and Gaze wrote a book that I've read and I've lived and talked out with her so many times, and, and I'm learning to look in the mirror and see a child of God. I've never looked in the mirror many times in my life and said, wow, you're a child of God. A friend of Jesus, a saint, a holy man, and so on and so on. And I think the one I like the most, and I don't know why, is that I am a saint. Phew, because I know who I am, especially when I was growing up, a saint. And I think there are 29 references to saints in Paul's writings. And I'm pretty darn sure from reading his stuff that they, those saints did not, did not always behave like saints. Nevertheless, they were saints. It's not based on our behavior, it's based on who we are. In Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, by the blood, by the death and bloodshed blood of Jesus Christ on a cross, you and I are saints. We're holy people. We're friends of Jesus. And no matter how many times I feel stupid or how many accusations are thrown at me, God sees me as a saint. That's pretty amazing. Don't you think that's pretty amazing? When you look at your life, 
Tell the next person, the person sitting beside of you, I am a saint. Now you're telling that to your wife. <laughs> and you're not lying. It feels like you're lying. <laughs> now, turn to the next person beside you and tell them, I am a saint. So the next time the enemy tells you, the next time the enemy tells you that you are stupid, you're this or you're that, you look at him square in the eyes and say, no, I'm not. I am a saint. I am a holy person. I am a child of God. I am a friend of Jesus. So you just get the, out of my life. I'm not listening to your lies anymore. Because I don't have a thing to prove to you or anybody else. One day soon, and probably even today, after I finished the message last night, I will feel stupid again. Probably sooner than later, but I'm simply going to say to myself, buddy, you're a saint. You're a child of God. You're a holy man who sometimes messes up and says some stupid things or does some stupid stuff, and I'm just going to remember that. And by the way, my fellow dads here today, those of you who are sitting here and watching online or wherever you're at, who are followers of Jesus, so are you. So are you. And one day the enemy's going to tell you again that you're stupid, but you remind him, I am a saint who sometimes messes up, but I'm going to keep on keeping on till I've come face to face with Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for our gathering this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you are here with us. And God, I just thank you for the men in my life, Lord. I thank you for my dad and I thank you for Jason and all the godly men that are in my life. I'm thankful, Lord. I'm thankful for your love for me and for your love for all of our dads today, Lord. And Lord, I, I just pray there's not a dad in here today that feels beat up. You know, I, I think about Father's Day and I always think about, man, dads just get beat up. And I, and I told Kelly and Gay this week, I said, man, I, had a, I just want fathers to leave here today feeling worthy, loved. All of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed. I want to pray for you today, Dad, if you're like me. And you struggle from time to time with feeling stupid. With all of our heads bowed, would you say, pray for me, buddy? Anybody like that? Any dads out there today that would say, pray for me today? Yep, I see your hands. Yep, yep, see your hands. Anybody else? Yep, see your hands. I can't really see. Can we get a light down just a minute? Anybody else? Yep, I see your hands over here. Just raise your hand and say, yep, pray for me. I feel stupid at times. Anyone else? Maybe you're ladies, not just dads. Maybe there's ladies here that you too feel. Yes, I see your hands. Yes, 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 on the stage. Father, I thank you for the honesty in this room, Lord. You say to us to admit it. And so God, today, by raising their hand, they're admitting, yep, there are times they just feel stupid. So I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would fall fresh in you upon each of us today, especially those who have raised their hand, God. I pray that you would help us Lord, as we admit, and Lord, as we talk about what makes us feel stupid, Lord, help us not to believe the lies of the enemy, 
and help us to see ourselves as you see us. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. What we're going to do is in a moment we're going to sing uh, one of my good songs I really like. It's called Good, Good Father. So if we could all stand. And then right at the end, I want to invite all the dads to come up. And Gay's going to pray a special prayer over you. So don't leave until this is over, okay? Let's all stand. I know I see y'all leaving. Y'all don't listen to me very well. But uh, that's the way Jody was when we was growing up. <laughs> We're going to worship together. God bless you. Happy Father's Day. And I love you guys. Oh, and I've a thousand stories would think you're like, but I've tender whispers of love, dead or not in your tell that you're pleased in that I'm never Deeper still as you go. 
fathers for leading the way in your families. Some of you have broken cycles from the previous generation, and some of you are starting new traditions. So thank you. If you fathers, if you're willing to come on up, I would love to pray a prayer. I'm honored to pray a prayer for you. I know that uh, it's tough in our world today, but it's also wonderful. And you know what, if you're any of the children of the men standing up here, if you want to just come up, stand behind them, put your hand on them and give them a show of support in your life, I'd love to pray for you guys. Thank you so much for being here today, for being in church, for leading the way. I don't care whatever's going on in your life, you're in church today. And somebody's watching. Somebody very important to you is watching. I thank God for men that have led the way. I thank God for my husband that's been a father and has honored me as his wife. There's nothing more beautiful or more attractive in a man than what you're doing right now to the people that are watching. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I ask you to bless every father and grandfather here today. Lord, let him know today that he is not alone that you are with him and that you promise never to leave him or to forsake him, that you will be his helper in time of need. May he know today just how much you love and value him and how much his pastors love and value him. Remind him today, Lord, that he's far more valuable than all the world's wealth Father, today I ask you to help him not to buy into the lies of Satan and to remind him of who he is in Christ, a saint, a child of God, and that he is not stupid. Create in each father here and those worshiping online a deep love for and a trust in you. Father, when he feels inadequate, Remind him that God plus him is greater than any fear he has. Father, please give him the wisdom when he needs it the most. And God, strengthen him to face the challenges of being a dad in a world that's hostile toward godly men. Remind him today that true success is not found in his career or his possessions or his bank account but rather in his love for you and his wife and his children. Lord, remind him that you are fighting for him as husband and father. Help him to stay calm when he feels stupid or inadequate as a husband or father. God, help him to put his confidence in you alone and build his confidence as a husband and as a father. And Father, forgive him when he falls short of your glory. Help him to release his family into your loving arms when life overwhelms him. And Father, heal him of any past hurts, failures, or disappointments. Teach him how to be the kind of father that you are to us, your children. 
and teach him how to pray for his family, his wife and his children, and teach him to pray with his family. Give him a passion, Lord, for the things of God and keep him in your arms of love and care until he hears the words from his heavenly father that every son wants to hear from their earthly father. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Well done, my son. Thank you, God, for these fathers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Remember to get your pictures taken. It's really important. Those pictures mean the world. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for leading the way. We love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Enjoy your day, fathers. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am.